please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Brad, Kaylee, and Joey. We pray that you're all staying safe and healthy. This is episode 581, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Call us today for a free quote. As you know, for the past several Christmases, we have spent our time at Disney World and things looked a little different this year. We went to Orlando, but we did Disney without ever going into the parks. So we thought uh, originally when we just knew we weren't gonna be able to go to the parks just because we were unsure of the safety of the whole situation. And I think you know, listeners, that my mom was supposed to take her first Disney trip. We just wanted her to go when things were at least semi-normal. Um, it looks like at this time that they're about as normal as they're gonna get for right now, but uh, we still didn't want to risk it just because she is in the range where they say that they worry about people. And she does have a couple things that are underlying that could cause issues for her asthma and fibromyalgia. So we stayed at her condo. She has a timeshare with Blue Green and we stayed at her condo in Orlando called The Fountains. Um, we've actually done that when we went on our trip. When Brad and I went on our trip in October, we stayed at the same place with them and drove to the parks. And that is a little bit different because you don't have the Magical Express trip and you don't have the buses or all the other perks that you would if you stayed on property. However, it's just a little bit easier and it's a nice place to stay. It has a really nice pool and stuff. So we did that, but we wanted to take the opportunity to introduce my mom to Disney the best that we could so that when we come back, we don't completely shock her with what that looks like. I would just say I did enjoy the fountains in this trip kind of being, even though we were not completely in Disney, we didn't do any parks. I did feel like we were close enough to get a feel for the Disney bubble at least, which is really what you shoot for, you know, partaking of things Disney, I guess is how I would say that. I liked that it was a little more chill. I like doing Disney the way we do it, where we do know how to schedule things that we make the most of our time there, but it was kind of nice to just, we did things and we left and whenever we went places, we wore a mask, but it was kind of nice to just chill there was a lot more time where we just kind of sat around in the condo and just didn't do anything, which was very nice to just not do anything. Agreed. It was a very people mover-ish trip. Even though the people mover is not operational, we did very people mover-like things. What did you think, Joey? For the most part, that trip was very good. I liked also, I also liked being able to just relax. I think me and Kaylee both agreed. It was sad that we didn't get to go in the Disney parks, but it really only hit us when we were at the parks, like right outside. Cause it's like, we're not going into the park, but we're right there at the entrance of the park. Me and Kaylee both agreed. We were not in any mindset to go into those parks cause we were ready to relax on that vacation. But uh, it was pretty sad being right outside the gate and not going in. Yeah, you're kind of like, I came all this way. I'm in 
Orlando. I'm at a park. I can see the orb. I can see the castle, yet I'm not going in. Right. So we arrived on Christmas Eve and we got our rental car and went ahead and went to our resort. Actually, we were kind of unsure because we usually do stay on Disney property. We weren't sure what we were going to do for Christmas Eve dinner. So that was kind of up in the air. We just went to a restaurant that's there. I, I believe that we even have that here in Missouri and I'm sure people other places have it. We just ate at a place called Carrabba's and it was delicious, but of course not Disney. But nonetheless, if you're in the Orlando area, not staying on property and you want a good choice to pick, I would say go to Carrabba's. It was really good. And the wait staff was really good for having to work on a holiday and everything like that. So the next day we got very blessed. I was able to get a paddlefish reservation for our Christmas dinner. Uh, Kaylee, Brad, and I had tried this restaurant last year. Joey chose to sleep in because on vacation, well, Joey likes to sleep anytime, but on vacation, he thinks especially he's supposed to sleep. So at first our reservation was at nine o'clock at night, but as we've told you over and over, you can hawk your reservations and try to modify them anytime that you want to. And I was able to move our reservation to more of a linear kind of time. It was 4.30 was our reservation. So we got up and I believe we fixed breakfast. Yeah, because I remember we had eggs and biscuits and all this other stuff. Oh, that's right. Eggs and sausage and biscuits. Anyway, we fixed breakfast in our condo and then Kaylee said she thought we should leave by about 10.30 on Christmas morning to make sure that we got there and were able to get into Disney Springs. As you know, there has been a lot of days where they've had to wait out letting people in because there's a quantity just like there is for the parks. So we got in there pretty flawlessly. It has lights and it tells you how many parking spots are open. And we got in there, we noticed that a lot of the second level was gone. So yeah, second level, that's your check-in point where they take your temperature, make sure you're masked up, all of that, do your bag check and you go through the scanner and all that. That's where basically all of level two is being taken for that, which I think is fine. There seemed to be plenty of spots for when we were there. I can't speak to any other times, but it didn't seem to be a detriment to parking. We got a spot just fine on level three and there were plenty more on level four. I will say personally, and you guys can disagree with me, but I liked getting there earlier in the day because I understand a lot of what Disney Springs has to offer. Like the nightlife is pretty. It's just nice to be there at night. But because the parks close so early right now, Disney Springs gets very busy in the evening. So even by the time we were done eating at Paddlefish, it was already starting to get really crowded compared to what it was when we first got there earlier in the morning. And so we ended up just leaving because we were tired anyway. Grandma was tired from walking and we had to hit a lot of stores anyway. So we had just decided to call it a day, but it started to get really busy. And even trying to get out of the parking garage was crazy. And I would just say, if you're not going to a park for a day, I would make Disney Springs a morning priority into like early evening, unless you're really just wanting to go for the nightlife portion, because it does definitely get crazy. More so, I don't think I would mind the craziness if we weren't in a pandemic. Like it was just the crowds that were starting to worry me that it was so busy and you can't really distance when you get to a certain point and you have to wait in lines to get in stores. So yeah, that was my opinion on all of it. That was definitely surprising though on Christmas Day. Now, we're, if you think about Christmas Day and you're not in Florida, but like we said, we've been there 
there. And usually everything for Disney is pretty crowded. And we were ready to stand in a virtual queue situation for World of Disney. And we did not have to do that at all. Um, we were able to just walk in on Christmas Day. Now, again, it was earlier in the day. So maybe that's the key is to get there before 11 o'clock or a little after so that you have that opportunity before the crowds come and have to do a virtual line. There were places that did have virtual lines that we saw while we were there. Uniqlo was not one of them, which was a surprise to me. If you've never been to Disney Springs, you might not know what that is. Is that That's a Japanese store. Is that right, Kaylee? Yes, it's a Japanese-based store. I'm not a fashionista, but I like to wear stuff that's like maybe not in style here yet, but it's in style other places already because the U.S. like travels around the world and we're a little behind on the fashion side of things because Asia and Europe are a little ahead. I tend to like those things. And so a lot of the styles there are kind of a nice blend of Asian and European fashion with American fashion. So I think that's why I like that store a lot and got three things and probably could have bought way more, but I resisted. Well, it has two levels and it does have some Disney clothes in there too, but there was no virtual queue, which was a surprise for me for that one either. There was a virtual queue line for Amaret Patisserie, which we've talked about on our rumors and news shows because they have a lot of food things that we've talked about. We did partake of those on another night. So I'll talk when we get farther into this. And there was a virtual queue for Legos all the times we were there. I believe when we were there with you guys and when dad and I were there on the last day by ourselves. It is crazy to me, but I think that they really truly are trying to stick that 25%, which again is a good thing because you want to keep people safe. That's true. There was also the Ghirardelli place. We ended up eating there after dinner and suffering, but also not regretting anything. Um, Always delicious, but that did have a virtual queue as well. And I don't want people to get the wrong impression. Just because a store didn't have a virtual queue or were not controlling it in that way, that doesn't mean you were like sardines. Because like Uniglo, I didn't feel close to people at all. There was enough space like it wasn't like slam. Now, I don't know if it got really busy, if they would institute that. I don't know how they do that or how they decide. But like in that store, even though they weren't doing virtual queue, it was fine. You were spaced enough. There was actually sometimes out in the open, you know, when you're walking down the street in Disney Springs, sometimes you're closer to people there because it's just the streets are crowded. Sometimes you're, you're more crowded there than you are in a store. So I don't want to give the false impression that just because a store might not have been implementing a virtual queue, that it was unsafe. It wasn't. Yeah, I will say, I think based on World of Disney, and we can talk about that more, but a different day we went, there was a virtual queue. And so we had to wait in a virtual queue to get in World of Disney. Now, even on Christmas Day, Joey always likes to say, you're in the way no matter what. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm in the way. Yes. And so even in that store, being spaced out, there's just always people moving constantly. If you've been in World of Disney, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, And so it's not so much that you're crowded, but there's always somebody wanting to look at the same thing as you. And so you feel pressured to move and it's just crazy. But I mean... I like going in there still. And you talked about um, walking around outside the stores. I was going to let Joey talk about that because I know that was very exciting and fun for him. Yeah, there are plenty of people not following the rules. We love it. They got people walking around while they're eating. They got people with their nose not covered, people with the mask on like a chin strap. Uh, And then, of course, there's the normal... Uh, I'm going to walk really fast to get in front of this group here. And then I'm going to stop abruptly to take a picture or to text someone. Uh, I know I'm in the middle of the road, but I'm going to do it anyway. So it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. And I do feel that is something different about Disney Springs. I feel like that they are more clamped down on that kind of behavior in the parks themselves. 
Disney Springs, I feel like it's kind of a free for all. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's because there's not cast members everywhere, like on the streets, because obviously Disney Springs is Disney, but they don't really have people working on the streets. We saw a couple people directing traffic at some of the hot spots, but that was about it. One of the things that uh, aggravated me a lot this time, both at World of Disney, I, I mean, excuse me, both at Disney Springs, which this day you guys were not with us, and at our condo, which again was off property, but still within the system, was there is not supposed to be smoking. Obviously somebody near our condo was doing it because, and we were on the fifth, sixth floor and there, at nighttime we couldn't sit on our porch because we could smell smoke like we were smoking the cigarettes. Well, that happened when dad and I went back on our last day. There was a guy just walking right through the crowd with everybody else, his mask hanging off of one ear and smoking a cigarette. And I just, I, I kind of wish there was somebody around. There is a huge security presence there at Disney Springs. They're trying to make sure that it's safe for everybody. But at the same time, uh, I, I, it's like Kaylee said, there's just not cast members everywhere, like at the parks to keep it going. So the next day we decided to give my mom a little bit of a break because we did kind of throw her in full force to the beginning of the Disney bumble bubble. And it was a Christmas day. And act, like Kaylee said, when we were leaving there, that's when she started to feel a little like the Disney rush where there were so many people because she spoke about it a couple times or at least three times that I can remember. So if she brings something up, that generally means it bothered her a little bit, even though she tries to act like it didn't. So that next day, we kind of just took it easy. Unfortunately, it was only in the 40s at that point in Florida, which I realize a lot of other states were much colder at that point. But for Florida, that's not necessarily a normal temperature. And so we decided to just have like a chill day. And then we took her to Orlando's melting pot. I don't know how many states have a melting pot, but we have one here. But that was something that my mom was never able to do with my dad. And so we took her to the melting pot and had an amazing experience. Uh, you guys are welcome to talk about that. Well, I will say it's it was cold enough, probably because I lost a little bit of weight that um, I get colder now than I used to, but I was wearing sweaters and I was still almost freezing, which has never happened in Florida. Like I usually do not do that. And so it was cold enough to that point that I was able to wear sweaters almost every day, except the last couple of days we were there. It was definitely not pool weather at that point. Yeah, which was crazy, but Melting Pot was really good. Um, I hadn't been there for at least 10 years or close to 10 years. And so it was nice to go back as an adult with like a more uh, developed palate, I guess. Cause at 13, I just wanted American kids food. <laughs> We're used to being on the Disney dining plans, so melting pot can be a bit of a sticker shock if you're not mentally prepared for that bill. I mean, you you do not leave empty whatsoever. It's a four course meal. It's a dining experience. And I was impressed with Joey. Definitely his palate has changed since 10 years ago because <laughs> he ate duck and something else that I was shocked about. It was really good. Duck, shrimp, the sirloin. I tried an apple and the cheese fondue. I, I was like, why is there an apple? And then the server's like, it's on there for a reason. And I tried it and I, the question still stands, why is there an apple on the <laughs> on the cheese fondue no, platter? No, it is good. It, mm. I can see how some people would like that, but it is, I think it's a, an acquired kind of taste. I like the cheese and I like the Granny Smith apple, but I, I did, I was not a fan of them together. Yeah, I wouldn't call it an 
expected pairing, but to me, it is good. I can see where it's not some people's cup of tea, though. I mean, we were there almost three hours. It takes a long time to eat because uh, it comes out in sections and it's like a four course meal, which is how you should eat. But our waiter, we found out that he actually was working for Disney and he met his fiance when they were both doing the Disney internship program. So that was kind of cool to just see, like talk about somebody who worked in Disney, but he wasn't afraid to hold back about some of the things that they were doing like if you talk to a cast member obviously they're not going to dish all the secrets because they'll get in trouble but he was willing to share a little bit more his story was interesting too because he's actually an adventures by disney guy which he can bring in some high some high dollar clients if he's good and it sounded like he was because he said there are people that requested him specifically for return trips but unfortunately i think vic you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think the adventures by disney program is one of the ones that was on the chopping block due to the pandemic. Well, it's not completely gone, but they have canceled the trips through March. And so this is another way for him to be able to survive until then. And if he's, he was very good at what he did with us and it was the melting pot. So I would love to see him like take a tour from him for Adventures by Disney because he has been to, I don't want to misquote, but he had been to several countries and been able to travel with just a small backpack and survive and stuff and talk about how we take things for granted and that, that you can survive off a small backpack and you just need a little bit of stuff and everything. So that was really cool. Um, his name his name was Jeff. So if you go on Adventures by Disney when they open back up and you get a guy named Jeff, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, you can, you can tell he... He just had the gift of gab. He could talk and it was very easy to talk to him. It made sense why he was good at the Adventures by Disney. And for those of you who don't know, Adventures by Disney, that's like where you can go on personalized trips with a personal tour guide, I believe. Right, Vic? It is. Um, and you're with no bigger than 20 people in your group. Yeah. So the next day we had a reservation at a place uh, that Chrissy Pagnotti, that's been on the show sometimes, um, more a long time ago than recently, but she is a former cast member. Well, her family has is part of the DVC club, or excuse me, the Disney Vacation Club. And so she always talks about Olivia's, the restaurant at Old Key West, because her parents bought at Old Key West. And of course, we've never been to that resort because it is Disney Vacation Club. So I just thought, what a perfect way to do it. We're off site. We'll get reservations there because she had always told me it's the only place you can get fried chicken, which we found out on this trip is not true anymore. However, she told me it's the best fried chicken. I um, actually had the pasta, but I did have a bite of bread and my mom got fried chicken when we were there. And so I'll let Brad or Kaylee talk about Olivia's. We should also mention that Joey also chose sleep. Yes. Dad got the chicken. I actually realized I did not try any of the chicken. Oh my gosh. Because you ate your fries? Yeah. So I actually got, I was trying to be somewhat decent because we had been cheating a lot and I was still trying to like not fall off the wagon because I knew coming back home was going to be horrible if I did that. And so I ended up getting a shrimp Caesar salad, which was actually really good. Um, it's kind of nice because that's not something I would typically order in Disney because I can get that anywhere. But since I wanted to be a little healthier, it was a nice option to have. And then I ended up getting a side of fries because I was like, it's still vacation and I love French fries. So those were delicious too. So I can only imagine how good the fried chicken was. I will say the chicken was solid. It was good. Uh, definitely on my list to book again at Olivia's. 
It was very good. And yeah, Vic, I had a bite of shrimp also out of your pasta. And it was very good too. Which I should not have had because again, it was vacation, but we did fall off the wagon and pasta does have tons of carbs, but it was delicious. So if you like a light pasta, it's not, a, it was not a real thick sauce, which is, was very nice. It had shrimp and tomatoes and asparagus in it. I think I just talked about this on Wednesday. One of the choices for lunch that day was tomato soup, but not with the croutons on top, with little chunks of grilled cheese put on top. And I thought, that is amazing. And so I saw pictures, I don't know if you guys did, um, of the travel, one of our friends from Your Story Travel. Margie, that's what they had for dinner the day after we recorded for the podcast because she said it sounded so good. She even cut the grilled cheese into little Mickey heads to put on the tomato soup for her family. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was like little pieces of manna from heaven right on the soup. So we really enjoyed that. When we got done, we walked around Old Key West a little bit. I took some pictures. I haven't posted all of them, I don't think yet. But it was a really nice resort. However, if you're not DVC or you don't know somebody that is DVC or you'd, you're not going to rent points from them or something, you probably couldn't stay there. It would be hard to get on that property, but it had a very cool feel. It actually was a similar setting to Caribbean Beach, except for that the closest thing to it was Saratoga Springs and Disney Springs. You can normally take a boat from there, but right now that that boat is not running. I was always checking the app to see if other places opened up that I knew that we could go to that didn't involve us going in the park because obviously that was not going to happen. So I happened to spot a Grand Floridian Cafe reservation and I put it on the calendar. Kaylee pays more attention to our family calendar than Joey does. So I thought she would have noticed it, but she didn't. And I said, well, we're going somewhere tomorrow that you're going to be very excited about. Well, then I told them, but then I thought my mom heard, but she didn't. And she's heard them talk about that restaurant before too. Well, she didn't. And so we just waited and, and took her there. It was really cool. And if you stay off property, you have to have a reservation to get onto a resort right now with the pandemic going on. I don't know if it was always like that. I don't think so because I know we went to other resorts before and I don't remember having to tell them my name and show my ID and all that business, but you do have to do that now. And I understand. So we get there and we got brunch. Uh, I know me and dad, we got, we got the uh, lobster burger. Uh, and then um, I know grandma had gotten the chicken and waffles. Kaylee also got the chicken and waffles. And what did you get, mom? I forget about that. Oh, I got steak and eggs and breakfast potatoes. Sorry. And I think I shocked everybody because... I think you guys thought I was going to get the lobster burger or I at least shocked grandma because she said when I said steak and eggs, she was like, what? Because that sounded like something that your dad would get or my dad would have got if he would have been there. And it was very delicious. They were also surprised when I didn't get it because when I went in there, I was getting the lobster burger. But then I thought this is a place that I know we're going to come back to because we like it so much. And as soon as the waitress said there was a chicken and waffle, I was like, uh, I'm getting that. There is nothing else. That is it. It was so good. The chicken was crispy. The waffle was super fluffy. And it even had a special, it was almost like a spicy syrup. Sriracha, that's what it was. Because grandma didn't care for it, but they gave us normal syrup too. And so you could kind of drown the sriracha syrup out with that. I didn't think it was too intense. I actually liked the kick. I was actually very surprised she got it because they said sriracha and that was the stuff that we had just eaten at the melting pot the day before. 
and she had like a tiny bit of it and she did not like it. It was just too much for her. And then they said, we have a sriracha sauce on chicken and waffles. And I guess she didn't hear that, but she ordered it and I was like, wasn't that what she didn't like yesterday? But um, she she didn't notice it until the very I think end. she was two thirds done or something like that. Um, but if you if you guys listen regularly, you'll know that me and my dad we uh, a lot of the time we'll order a third burger and we'll split it between us. We did not do that this time, and uh, I was kind of sad at first, but at the end of the meal, I was glad we did not. <laughs> yes, I will. I will say that was the big decision for me and Joey was whether to order the third burger and have one and a half burgers each or just stick with our one burger each. And I believe we agree that it was a good call to not do the third burger this time. I, I wanted that third burger, but at the end of it, I realized it would have been a bad idea. Yeah. Because we usually are at the end of a busy day in the parks. So we I, I could easily take that much down, but it was pretty early. We hadn't done too much. We had walked from, no, that was it. We just we just walked from the car to Grand Floridian. That's all we had done so far. <laughs> We, we walked some more later. We walked about a, mile, a little over a mile. We walked it off. Yeah, so... <laughs> not all of it. That was also beneficial to their decision of not eating the other part of the lobster burger after we got done there. We decided that we wanted my mom to see the Polynesian because, again, if you listen to this show at all, you know that we're big Polynesian fans. Uh, we were super sad that Ohana was not open for our visit visiting or dining experience. Um, both breakfast and dinner, because we are big fans of both now. But we went ahead and walked there, and it, it was a little over a mile, but that's okay. That was nice that we got the exercise, and it was a very pretty walk. And since Joey did not have that other half a lobster burger, he was able to sit for a little while and chat, and he was able to partake of something else that he loves in the Disney world. I got a Dole Whip, but not just a Dole Whip. I had, This was the first time I got a vanilla and Dole Whip cup swirl. And I think that is the standard from here on out because Dole Whip is a bit tart on its own. So I think I'm going to be sticking with the vanilla Dole Whip swirl from here on out. I might try the float because I haven't had that yet. I'm not sure if the, the juice that they put it in is carbonated. So that will determine whether or not that I get it. But I am considering trying that next time. I was disappointed, listeners, because the Polynesian is where you can get the boozy Dole Whip. And I really wanted it, but my stomach said no. <laughs> if I wanted to... I chose life. So I, if they didn't want to put me in a wheelbarrow and have to walk me back to the car. So uh, I really want to try that sometime. If you've tried it and like it or even dislike it, you should let us know because I haven't, I've heard it's good. I'm assuming it is because it's Dole Whip and alcohol. I mean, yum. After that, we left and we decided this would be the perfect time to start easing my mom into some more Disney. We took a friendship boat and we rode it over to Magic Kingdom. And I know you're thinking, what? You said you didn't go to the parks. But we just wanted her to have a taste of what to look forward to and also kind of to know what she was going to be dealing with. And so we had a really nice, pretty sunny day. We rode in the friendship boat. It wasn't too cold. It was starting to warm up. I think it was in the high 50s on that day. And we went through security. They checked our bags and everything. And then we were still able to get her picture in front of you know the area where everybody takes their picture 
at the front down below the train station. And luckily, as we mentioned in one of the new shows, they do have the scrim painted. So it kind of looks like the train station. Anyways, we got her picture and she's like standing there with her arms up, like going ta-da because she was in there and she did enjoy that. I could tell just by her face, but that is where Kaylee and Joey were talking about. It's kind of like putting a bone in front of a dog and saying, sorry, this is not for you. So we were watching people check in, you know, do their magic bands into the magic kingdom and they were not going with them. And so that was, I think, a little bit of a challenge at that point. So when we were done taking her picture, then we took her on the monorail. So another form of transportation and we rode it around the resorts, kind of showed her. So if you've never rode the monorail completely around, there's a lot of things to look at and you get to see the ticket and transportation center and um, you go past, you can see the wilderness club or excuse me the wilderness resort from there it does not obviously drop people off there so that's not a big deal and then it used to stop at the polynesian but as you know it's not doing that right now and then it went back to the grand floridian where's which is where we ended up getting off and going back to our car so that we could go back to the condo to chill for the evening and it wasn't it wasn't a long day for us but we did a lot of walking that day so um it was a little bit tiring but then we had the evening to just hang out and chill together we got to see the the modified monorails or i guess refurbished they were definitely different on the inside i like them i think part of it had to do with social distancing so they set it for the pandemic but also a lot of it was just redone well when we went back um, when dad wrote it and I wrote it, we wrote on one that wasn't done yet. It was sad, oh. <laughs> but we didn't tell you guys that I forgot. But the new looking insides on the monorail just really remind me that the outsides need to be redone because we were watching an episode of Family Matters where they end up going to Disney World and the monorails look exactly the same as they do right now. And that episode is from 95. I was like, and it, they fit really well in that episode, but they do not fit the time anymore. So yeah, you'd mentioned that we were in a refurb one, but one thing has not changed, and that is the announcement. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. It's so scary to hear him say that. Anyway. I think it scares me the most because he could just come in our rooms when we're sleeping and just do that. Do it one more time. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. He's got the inflection down too. And he took French in high school. So the next day I think was just kind of a chill day again, as far as I remember. And the last day that uh, Joey and Kaylee were with us in Florida and my mom, we took them to a new restaurant to us, which was the Wave at the Contemporary Resort, which I don't know what I thought that restaurant was, but it was a nice surprise to what I thought it was. Do you wanna, what you guys wanna talk about the Wave restaurant? So the Wave, first of all, it, it was not hard to find. You just go in the front doors. If you drive to the Contemporary, if you take the monorail, it, you're going to have to go down some escalators. But if you drive, it's just right next to the check-in desks. And very modern looking. I will say the distancing in there was, it didn't seem as distance because all the rest, all the tables were in one room. However, we were talking about it and technically every single table was at least six feet apart. And we were in a really cool booth too. We all were able to sit. It was like a horseshoe shaped booth. So that almost like the people that were in front of us were a show or something. But I really liked that booth. I thought it was nice. Well, I, I think it was roomy because I'm pretty sure this is a, this is the booth that they give to any party size greater than four. 
and less than eight. So I'm pretty sure if we came in with eight people, they would have tried to cram us in there as well. And we got lucky that they only we only had five of us trying to fit there. Because I think I think that once we got to uh, seven people or more, that would have been a very cramped booth. But with five of us, it was very comfortable. Not, not, none of us are like small, small, but me and me and dad are abnormally. Our shoulders just, <laughs> they're just very wide. We sit in an SUV and it feels like you're sitting in an old beetle. <laughs> so we had some Disney magic at that restaurant. Kaylee's going to tell you what that magic was for us. First of all, we all got breakfast foods because it was more breakfast time rather than brunch. They're famous for their sweet potato pancakes. Those were so good. I cannot tell you what the, I will tell you, they're obviously better for you than regular pancakes because they're sweet potatoes generally. I don't know what the actual like calorie count on it is or the nutritional value, but their texture was just like real pancakes. Joey tried them and thought they didn't really have a taste. Personally, I think it's because of what he was eating had such strong flavor. I tried the I tried the pancakes and they tasted like when I was eating it, it didn't really taste like too much. The aftertaste was definitely cinnamon, but I will say the consistency, like the texture was very was almost identical to actual pancakes yeah so i got sweet potato pancakes eggs and bacon so you got eggs and a meat um the magic part mom was talking about was the waiter that we had informed us even though it wasn't on the menu you could order mickey waffles on the side that could be a side dish and so i think four of the five four of the five of us except dad we all got mickey waffles on the side and so that was nice. Did I need it? No. It was delicious though, and I would do it again. I think me and grandma both got an omelet. Did dad, yeah, dad also got an omelet, and those came with potato hash browns. And I had a biscuit, and I had someone else's biscuit. That was mom's. And I had someone else's biscuit. That was mine. It was really good. <laughs> Mom, what did you get? I got Floridian Eggs Benedict. And so if you know Eggs Benedict at all, it's usually the eggs with um, ham on English muffin with a hollandaise sauce. But Floridian Eggs Benedict is eggs, crab meat on top of a English muffin and, and with hollandaise sauce on it. And while that's not something that I would get all the time, it was nice to get something different so that I could talk about it. And I would get it again. I can't remember did you try that joey or was it just kaylee that tried some was not a fan of that i don't know if i just don't like eggs benedict but the crab also took me by surprise i wasn't ready for that either i did not like that it was just not that i did not like that i like eggs benedict i did try it i did not like the crab flavor with that that was a personal preference and i even am somebody who really really likes crab but i did not like the combination so I would not order that personally. I think it's kind of a hit or miss thing because again, I would have thought that's something I'd like because I like those two foods separately, but I do not like them together. This was a good choice. I like this restaurant, but as good as I was on the sugar side of things, like not doing the Mickey waffles or the syrup, I made up for it on the carb side, which turns to sugar anyway. So I kind of shot myself in the foot on that one. That is where Brad is a true Southerner because he has to have his biscuits. The three of us, we could live without the biscuits. Sacrilege. <laughs> I could live without I could live without biscuits, but I couldn't live without bread. True. So we all shared what we ate. One thing I wanted to mention that Joey and I both thought would be something good just for 
all you listeners to know was that those Mickey waffles on the side, first of all, they were two and the Mickey waffles are not large like normal waffles, but they're filling. You look at them and think this is not that much food, but when it's a side like that, it is actually very much a lot of food. But those Mickey waffles as a side were $5. That's it. Our drinks were $5 at this restaurant. I mean, the drinks pretty much anywhere we went were $5 just because of where we're at. It's a vacation hotspot. But we think that this restaurant overall, we talked about the melting pot having such, you might have sticker shock. The Wave at the Contemporary and the Grand Floridian Cafe, they are both very cost-effective restaurants for how much food you get, especially considering they're at two of the high-end resorts. Those price those price tags were some of the lowest we had the entire trip on or off property. I don't mind you saying that. So five of us ate there. If you go out with five people now to a sit down restaurant, you're going to spend at least one hundred dollars at least. And both of those restaurants was one hundred and sixteen dollars for the five of us. And we were at the Grand Floridian and the Contemporary Resort. And Kaylee's right. Those are monorail resorts. So they're more money. So I was really impressed with what we got for the money. And I actually, we were impressed with the prices also at Olivia's Old Key West. Those were very similar to if you went to a Longhorn or to an Applebee's. I mean, I feel like if you're going there with a the family, you know you're going on, you go, know you're on going on vacation and you want to eat a couple nice meals out, but you don't want to break the bank, that would be the ones to go to. And you'd mention and you'd mention the drinks. Yes, the drinks were consistently between $4.50 and $5. But you know me, if I'm paying $5 for a drink, I am going to get my money's worth. And I did at most restaurants when we were on this trip. He's not kidding. 10 to 12 cups at least. T- 10 to 15 refills easy on diet or diet coke or coke zero when i'm paying five bucks you can bet i'm gonna get my my money's worth i was just gonna say especially at the wave i think i was so shocked that it was so low because you have to consider five of us got drinks none of us got water at that meal so we all got five drinks right there's 25 bucks and then we each got an entree and then four of the five of us got a side that was we had to pay extra and it was still that cheap So that's 45 bucks just for some waffles and drinks for everyone. So I was already impressed that it was that low just because we had ordered sides on top of everything. So after the uh, contemporary, we decided to go back to Disney Springs because like I said, it was the last day for Joey Kaylee and my mom. And Joey was trying to decide which hats from Disney that he was going to get. Now we did tell him that we were going to buy one for him but he had a couple or three actually in mind that he'd like to get. So we went to Disney Springs to go back to the world of Disney. This is where Kaylee is gonna talk about the virtual queue for World of Disney. There was a virtual queue. The actual line itself, they did have a standby line. We walked up and then it said the virtual queue was 45 minutes. We signed up for that, got on our phones and they had the option. I had to put my name and then I put how many people were in my party. We went and ended up sitting on at some tables outside of Amaretz. So we just got to chill for a little while and we waited and I, we did not wait 45 minutes. I think it was probably 30. 
35. Then we walked up. It was almost like a fast pass where it was a side line where they let you in. You walked up and there were two lines next to each other and they were pulling from both sides. So then once we filtered into the line, there were not a lot of people and we waited maybe five more minutes to get in the store. It was really well organized, I will say. It's probably because they've been doing it for so long. It is well organized. And I, again, it was more crowded in World of Disney on this second day, but it still was not what it would be in normal times where there's not a pandemic. So we went in there and we were able to, even though we were always in the way, as Joey said, we were able to find two hats for Joe and Brad found a t-shirt that he liked. And then uh, did you finally get something, Kaylee? Can't even remember. I got a sweatshirt the first day we were there that Joey ended up buying for me as my Christmas present. I ended up getting the hat that said, I am Groot. It's black with just baby Groot's face. Nice. Joey found me the last one. So before we went there, uh, you know, everybody has their own bucket list things of what you're going to do when you go to different places. And for Disney Springs, Joey's bucket list was Guy Fieri's chicken guy. He wanted to go there. However, we told you we came from breakfast or brunch after we went to Disney style and we looked at a couple of the trees and the trail of trees. We decided that we weren't really wanting to shop anymore because everybody had got souvenirs that they wanted. I had just said to Brad something like, well, you know, Joey was wanting to take mom on the Skyliner. We could do that. And then in the meantime, those two, Kaylee and Joey, text us. They're like, hey, we could take a bus and go to take grandma on the Skyliner. So that's what we tried to, we decided to do. We rode it to Pop Century and then we went and got on the Skyliner. We took her and let her see the Skyliner. And it does, if you've not been on it yet, it does this little turnaround at the new uh, Riviera Resort. And then we rode it back from Epcot to the hub again and climbed on and took her and let her look what Hollywood Studios look like a little bit. And then we rode it back to Pop Century so that we could get the boat or get the bus. And so then when we got there, we took the bus back to Disney Springs. So now that we were back in Disney Springs, I we had planned this so that way when we got back, we would walk straight from the bus drop off past the chicken guy to when we were walking towards the parking garage that we parked in. And so we would stop by, we grabbed our meal and we were going to find some seating outside, maybe even have to sit on like just some of like the just some of the walls outside. But there just so happened to be a table right inside the chicken guy like restaurant. We never really got in a seat inside just because it's always so busy. So we kind of looked out with that one and we just ate inside. So then when we were done with Chicken Guy, we went ahead and headed back to the resort because Kaylee and Joey and my mom needed to pack up and we had to leave for the airport for the, to take them there at 6.15 the next morning. So that pretty much wrapped up their trip. They wanted to go home and hang out with their friends for New Year's Eve and Brad and I got to stay for a couple of days. So we weren't used to getting up that early on our vacation so far. So by the time that we got back, we went ahead and it was New Year's Eve, of course. We made breakfast at our condo. We took a little nap. And uh, I think we even went and laid out by the pool a little bit. And then that night we had reservations. This one I had all the whole time was we got to go back to the Grand Floridian Cafe. And of course, Brad got the lobster burger. The lobster burger, baby. He got the lobster burger, which he liked. And one of the choices that night for the Grand Floridian Cafe was also the fried chicken. And it has to be the same recipe that they used at Olivia's because I tasted um, the fried chicken when we were there and they were very much the same. But 
it came with what they called loaded mashed potatoes, but it wasn't with what we usually put in loaded mashed potatoes. It did have bacon, but it had red onions and it had spinach. It was really good, but Brad and I split it. So he like cut his burger and I gave him one whole chicken patty and we split the meal down the middle. We were bad that night. Brad did partake of sweets. We shared a key lime pie afterwards. If you've never been to Grand Floridian, key lime pie, amazing. And then we just rode the monorail around several times. The thing that we found most interesting was there were not a lot of people at the parks and the monorail stations were completely empty. It was the most eerie feeling like you were in a ghost town. It was crazy. Those are usually nuts when we're there. So I don't know. I know that Disney said said that they maintained their 35% and I believe that they did because the pictures that we took, like at the monorail station, there was either us or maybe one other family or one other couple. When we were, we stopped at the Magic Kingdom just to get pictures at night, there was maybe 30 people total with the security people all in the front of Magic Kingdom. It was kind of crazy. And then we went ahead back and we cheer or we rang in the new year back at our condo. Um, Disney didn't have fireworks, obviously, but there were fireworks going on around Orlando so we were able to partake of that from the balcony of our condo and so that was our last full you know night there and we got up the next morning checked out of our condo and we headed back to Disney Springs because we had a few hours before our rental car was due and we needed to get to the airport so when we got there I had not had breakfast Brad had eaten a biscuit to like tide him over but it was about 11 15 or something like that and I said let's go this way because we didn't go this way the last time well we ended up being in a section that we've never walked in at Disney Springs. We'd seen it from afar from like Morimoto Asia or from Raglan Road. We had not been over there and it's where Deluxe Burger is. And I believe that Nick talked about Deluxe Burger before he had been there. But I'm going to let Brad talk about Deluxe Burger a little bit. Deluxe Burger was very good. It's not a cheap burger, hence the name Deluxe Burger. It's not called Cheap Burger, but it is very good. And the fries were excellent. Kaylee would love these fries. They were excellent. I got the buffalo chicken and it's perfect. If you're a person that likes the taste of buffalo chicken, but you don't want it so spicy that you're crying, that would be the place to go to get that chicken sandwich. It was really, really good. And a hint, it doesn't come with the fries. So the sandwiches are separate. We bought a large fry and split it between the two of us and it was perfect. I would not buy a regular fry for each person unless you are a huge eater because the sandwich in itself is huge. And so splitting the large was just perfect for us. Definitely, if you get a chance, it is, like Brad said, a little pricey. But again, for the price of things at Disney, that is not, it's a quick serve place. So you can do a mobile order and then they put it all in an individual individualized bag with a sticker on it. Kaylee would love this because it was so secure. That was just a nice way to end the trip. And you can go back for free refills there. I got about six of them. Yes, he did. Well, we sat there for about two hours because again, the temperatures were just beautiful, like 75, realizing that it was our last day and enjoying it. There is one thing that I overlooked. I happened to check the app and somebody must have canceled their California Grill reservation. Now, if you're a longtime Disney visit person, you would have had to book that 180 days out pre-pandemic. Now you can only 60 days. So 60 days out, it's usually booked. Maybe 59, you might get lucky, but that place is always, always booked. Brad was like, take it. So we did, and we went there for New Year's dinner, and it was amazing. We ate entirely too much food, um, which 
we felt like what Kaylee said before, we needed a wheelbarrow to get out of there. So Brad had tomato soup because he still had it on the brain from when he was in Olivia's. He got tomato soup as an appetizer. I got sushi. If you've never eaten there, their sushi is the freshest sushi that Kaylee, Joey, and I have ever eaten. I got grilled pork tenderloin. Oh my gosh, never would have thought to grill pork tenderloin. I always bake it or put it in the crock pot. If you have the opportunity to get grilled pork tenderloin, you should. It is like butter to cut. And Brad got the filet. The filet, which was excellent. I barely needed a knife to cut it. It was that tender. I know he brought us steak knives for both of our foods. He's like, I'm bringing you these because they tell me I have to, but you're not going to need it. And he wasn't kidding. We cut it with a fork. And then one of the things that they had for the holiday was they had chocolate souffle, which really it's was chocolate peanut butter souffle. Well, I was eating it. I told Brad, I don't taste the peanut butter at all. And um, it come to find out there was a big scoop of ice cream on the top of it, which I put on Brad's plate because he's more ice cream um, with his desserts than I am. I just want to taste the dessert. And it turned out that the ice cream was the peanut butter part. It was peanut butter ice cream on top of the chocolate souffle. But it was amazing. We had an amazing waiter named Ron. And I hope that if we get to go back there, that we're going to get to have Ron again because he was really on top of it as we said he filled Brad's cup many, many times with Coke Zero. He kept up. That's a hard task for anyone. The one thing I will say about that meal at California Grill, uh, our waiter Ron did come up to us afterwards, gave us a card, and I'd never had anyone do this before, but he wrote his number on it and said, I can only give so many of these out per year, but you guys were fun. And it might've been because we gave a good tip too. But um, if you can ever, if you ever call and you can't get a reservation or on the app, you call this number and I can get you in. I can tell them to let you in and you'll be in my section that I'm working. I just thought this was really cool. Never had anyone didn't know that was even possible or that they could even do that. So that was a cool thing about California Girl this time. Again, a little bit of magic, even though we're still not in the parks, you're still getting the Disney magic. So I hope you enjoyed listening to our Disney trip outside the parks. We, yeah, we saw, we had a little bit of magic and we had a lot of fun, even though we didn't have the cavalcades or the rides or the extra attractions. We made our own fun and I look forward to doing that again sometime because I think it was, you know, peaceful. A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, email mom at vicky.black at yourstorytravel.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-E dot black at yourstorytravel.com or call her at 636-373-4497. You can schedule your trip for just $200 and it's a refundable deposit. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our Instagram, yourstorytravel underscore Vicky Black. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, gang, I think it's about that time. Disney love and pixie dust. No capes. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends! 